2: Before that, as we near the end of September, of course, a lot of the students have moved out at this stage for college, um, and I am sure there is a lot of homes around the country that look quite differently now. So, for many parents, it, maybe it's the first time they've had no children living at home with them, and and for the first time, a lot of them uh, will be dealing with empty nest syndrome. Claire is with us on the line today. Claire, have all of your children moved out?
1: Well they have Andrea yes um, they all moved out um, a couple of years ago and I have to say I didn't handle the empty mess very well even though I had well prepared for it I still found it, it, it really like as if the rug had been pulled out from underneath me.
2: Okay. In what way Claire?
1: Well I suppose uh, you know I have five children they were all born within seven years so they were all close in age and the house was always slightly chaotic and my whole life revolved around their timetable, which is, you know, they finished school at first four and I finished, brought them home and they had their dinner and then there was driving them to grinds and filling in that boring hour. And that was what my week was like. And a couple of years before my youngest left home, I dropped the all to school. Um, and I realized that within the following three years, Four of them would be gone because one had repeated her leaving. So they were all going to be going very quickly. Okay, And I really, really got worried about, my, you know, myself and what was I going to do and the routine of my life. So I went back and, and uh, went back to college and did a course. And then by the time my youngest did leave, I was at least working part time, which was great.
2: So when you say you prepared, you know you put plans in place and you prepared for it. You had that sort of in mind that you were going to go back to college, you know, into education and and have a, a part time job. Um, to, I suppose to prepare for for their departure.
1: Well, I mean the thing is, Andrea, you're you know when the children leave, you know, and go to college, which is or go away to work or whatever, we've brought them up to do that. But as a mother, full time working in the home. A lot of your job is over, you know, what you would have been doing every single day. You're only cooking maybe for yourself or maybe for yourself and your husband. The house stays clean. It's amazing. There are benefits to it. <laughs> but it is something. To, now I'm in boomerang because they keep coming back for the weekends. But um, it is it is a really daunting thing when you at yeah. home for like 21, 22 years and it's school runs and it's all of that sort of stuff. And then suddenly you think, God, what am I going to do every day? You know, and I do play a little golf, but I'm really useless at it. And it just wouldn't fill my <laughs> it wouldn't fill my achievement or not my achievement, my ambitions. I yeah. I got married very young, had my children young, gave up work quite young to mind them. So I was young enough to go back and do something, and and it's been great. It saved me.
2: Harder than you thought, Claire. Looking back, particularly when the youngest left,
1: I've, I I found it very hard. And yeah. I know people, you know, think I'm mad. I found it very hard. I I, I mean, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I did actually find it hard And I used to go in and out of their bedrooms during the week. And God, I mean, the house had been mad and, you know, brilliant and terrible in equal measure of time. Yeah, times. of course. But to have it just myself and Connor, my husband wandering around the house on her own, you know, now we've got used to it and we've made, um, we're having a great time now. We get, you do get used to it, but the first couple of weeks till Christmas, it's hard. You know, and yeah. um, I know. I I think it's a thing that a lot of women, if they are working at home, they need to prepare for in a couple of years before the youngest goes, and just think about what you're going to do with your own life because uh, it's important.
2: Okay. Stay with us, Claire, because I'd love to just get the views of other people um, that are maybe experiencing this for the first time or maybe like you and they're thinking, well, you know, the youngest is going to leave now in the next two or three years and I'd like to kind of get plans in place. Sandra's on the line as well um, in Belfast. Sandra, what's your situation at home?
3: Yeah, hi, afternoon, ladies. Um, My situation is I have... Three older boys gone to college now um for the last couple of years, one graduate doing a master's so and they're both you know all three of them are in one is in the Netherlands, one is in Edinburgh and the other in newcastle and i've the youngest the kind of gap child in second year in secondary school here in Belfast. but I have to say I'm quite it's similar but different claire uh, andrea, I really reveled fairly early on in the departure of my did older you? boys I did and I felt now I did feel some of the grief and loss that I think is so understandable for Claire and, and any yeah. mom, which is probably most of us really who for whom motherhood is the biggest gig of our lives and and suddenly I don't know I'm sure Claire felt that as well just when you have it soft all the taxing, all the timetabling, you know, just when you're really good at it, suddenly you're sort of fired or you're, you know, you're not, you're a bit redundant. And that can feel, uh, I think you can be left feeling a wee bit Mm. on board. Um, Now, I've all mostly had about 10 years out of work completely, all told. Some of those in France, uh, where we were at the time, Uh, But really, for the past 20 odd years, I've worked part time. And interesting to hear Claire talk, I did find and still find having the hinterland of the part time work has has been probably really helpful in in moving on from, you know, into this new kind of second act, if you like, of our of our adult lives. Um, And and very much would like to reassure any listeners at home who are sort of bursting into tears and and feeling pretty bereft that that, you know, that's very real and not to be afraid of that. And it's very natural. But actually, your job is done. And and the best evidence of that is that they have flown the nest and there isn't a kind of a failure to launch there. And and you've done a great job and and it's okay now. Uh, whether it's part time work or whatever, mm. whatever sort of whatever you want to reconnect with. Every one of us, every woman in midlife has got sort of unfinished business, whether you've had children or not, you know, yeah. but for those of us who have had that focus, I think it's, it's, it's more opportunity than crisis.
2: Yeah. Is that Absolutely. how, Claire, Claire you describe it? Like, I mean, you know, you're back and you're in, you're in um, uh, work and part time work now as well. Like, is, is it, as Sandra says, sort of unfinished business?
1: Yeah, actually it is. And um, it's, it's exactly as Sandra said. And, uh, it, 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 when I went back to work, there was something that I had always wanted to do. And I just can't believe how lucky I was to get another chance. And the problem, I think, and I don't know whether Sandra would agree with me or not, but when you're at home minding children all the time, your confidence gets knocked. And it takes mm-hmm. such guts to actually go back and do something after that.
2: Did you, is that, Sandra? Is that does that resonate with you? Oh, absolutely. I I was about
3: four years in Alpine France, Claire, with with sort of three children under five, and I kind of knew I was amazing at that, but I I had completely forgotten about other roles and skills and everything, and it, it was it was tricky, you know, even coming back to a familiar Belfast and reengaging with work. As uh, a stay at home mom, I-, I definitely think, but I'm sure Claire, as you have found, the, and as you've said there, the beauty of it is once you find the courage. Um, Similar courage, by Mm -hmm. the way, to the folks at home that your children are going to have to find when they leave you to go to college and strike out on their own. I think, Claire, I bet you feel the same. You know, we actually, those of us who have withdrawn a bit and have to recalibrate and choose to kind of move on and and learn and be curious and do new things, the reward you get from that is just Mm -hmm. amazing. The confidence Mm -hmm. comes back. It just all comes back. And and I think for our children who've left, they get so excited to hear what, you know, the the midlife parents are up to now. You know that they, they want that for us. They want new adventures for us, yeah, just as we want the them for them. You it's, know, yeah. Some yeah.
2: of the textures on this as well. My youngest left the house last week, and I'm totally distraught. As a dad, being in such close family uh, has been so wonderful for me. I've never felt emotional connection like it. I don't know what I'll do without them all now. Bernie says I couldn't get my kids out of the house quick enough. Don't get me wrong, I love my children, but I'm so excited to have my evenings back. No more ferrying them back and forth. I'm dying to. D- I'm going to dance around the house to my choice of music read the books without anyone disturbing me says Bernie this listener says my third child is moving out in a few weeks and I've no idea how I'm going to feel my life has revolved around these kids for so long now that I just can't imagine having my own headspace what would you say to that listener Claire? like or what advice now with you know five gone I yeah
1: I I honestly think that listener what what I found great was I actually started to think for the first time in years about what I want do you know really give yourself a bit of time but andrea it's like everything time does heal you do feel much better that lady will find her own lady or man will find her own space but at the moment i would just take my time go for a few very long walks start googling things that you might be interested in volunteer or go back and do a course you know it's endless or go and play golf or whatever whatever you like I can't tell you how hard I found it. And I'm just, I can totally relate to that listener. Um, it was like a feeling in the pit of your stomach. And I live in Sligo and I used to have to drive them up the hill of the train station. And even to this day, when I drive up that hill, I think of really? driving them back on, on, on the train. I just miss them. So yeah. look, now you, the future is so bright because they'll come home. They'll always stay in touch with you. Either great relationship with them you know and you can have fun with them and watch their career progress as they get older but it's very hard I found it very hard yeah. when, when they went away and it's uh, just me
2: this, this listener as well says God I'm delighted to listen to uh, Claire and Sandra today I actually felt so embarrassed about being anxious about having an empty nest at home. I feel so strange walking around the echoed hallway. It's lovely to hear that I'm not alone. Brian, though, he's got in touch and he says, I'd love an empty nest. I have a serious case of boomerang kids. As soon as I think I'm about to have an empty house, one of them moves back in. I just can't catch a break, says Brian. You haven't um, had to deal with the, the boomerang element yet then, Sandra?
3: Well, I have a bit. I'm laughing at Brian there, Andrew, because... You know, even though I'm still in the honeymoon phase, where they've, they're most of them are the two of them are undergraduates and and one postgrad now, so they're they're not kind of unemployed graduates yet. But what I what I am feeling is, and and this should reassure people who are really missing them. Yeah, that I would I would agree with Claire. You go through a sort of phase, even I did, of of really, you know, uh, lamenting them being gone. It kind of comes in waves, like any form of grief. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that you have some, uh, you know, you, you have some work to do yourself now. And once you get busy with that, as Claire said, a bit like after retirement, don't maybe rush into things, but do keep moving. Take whatever invitations and, and opportunities come your way. And what you will find is they will be back, unlike a lot of European colleges, British and Irish colleges, mean, they've got those huge holidays in summer, Christmas, yeah. <laughs> most of them, Easter. So the boomerang uh, totally. And do you know what? A few weeks or months in, I think most people, as Claire has said, too, you find yeah. that you're enjoying the kind of freedom, putting okay. your own music on. And what, what kind of happens is your heart might sink a little bit when you hear the doorbell and they're they're boomeranging back <laughs> <laughs> quicker <laughs> than you think. Well, you might find yourself in, in that place.
2: Yeah. Orla's on the line as well. Um, well, Orla, what's your situation? Have, have your kids moved out so I have four young adults between the
0: ages of and uh, now 24 and 29. And yes, absolutely. I went through the emptiness syndrome a few years back very dramatically because suddenly they were all just up and gone. And mine were steps at the stairs. I would four under five at one stage and I survived and lived to tell the tale. But suddenly they all were moving on. And yeah, you go through You know, you go through a few really strange odd weeks when the house is really, really quiet and the dogs and the cat are going around looking for people and whinging, where are they? And it is really strange. But you know that the consolation for anybody going through it for the first time is they come back again. You know, this is the generation, the boomerang generation. They just come back again. It's not like when I was young and I left home at 19 and that was it. I felt myself an adult and I was up and gone. Um, you know, they, they keep coming back. And in fact, I suppose COVID brought that into high relief because lots of families suddenly had their COVID young adults back home again and mm. working from home or studying from home when things moved online.
2: So what, 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 talk to me about when the kids left. Um, that what How did you feel when they left Ora?
0: well, when they leave first of all, it's to college obviously, and they're like we're in in East Mead, so I'm about an hour from Dublin, so I'm not that far away as in like somebody from the West of Ireland who might really feel the gap you know they really were only up the road, but they leave and they go to college in my case, most of them did, and you know but they're gone, but they're home at weekends and You're sort of so keen on getting them settled and up and running. You're you're sort of focusing on that. You're not focusing on the loss. But I suppose it was when suddenly all four of them were gone. That's when you really feel it. And, And myself and my husband, Gavin, we were rattling around the house on our own and saying, what do we do now? How do we occupy ourselves? What, what used yeah. to be do before they left? And you're going through all of this and you, you have to discover new things. We discovered electric bikes and we go out <laughs> everywhere now on our electric bikes. So that is our saviour. Yeah. You, know, you have to discover something that actually sort of fills the gap and fills the The time. bike
2: replaced the kids, Orla.
0: <laughs> but life replaces the kids yeah, eh? you yeah. can sing it. You can sing it and you travel a bit more and you have time to do stuff and all of that is great. But as I said, when COVID struck and you know, some of them were laid off and some of their college courses moved online and the next thing, the house was full again. And we were laughing. We were saying, what were we worried about them all moving away from home? Because the house was packed again. And my husband is a great chef. Thankfully, he's a great cook. He was raised in the, in the restaurant business, Gavin Duffy. And he oh, yes. cooked up a storm for them. And every night we had these lovely dinners during COVID. Why would they leave? They wouldn't leave, (laughs) but they were were all around their rooms on Wi-Fi doing their thing during the day. But we always had this thing of an evening meal to all get together, you know. Now, as it happens, we've two back home again because they're finished their studies and they're moving on to the next phase and between jobs, etc. And we've two still away from home but it's it's again it's come and go. They they're they're sort of they disappear for three days up to friends' houses and things like that, and then they're back again. So it's quite a busy house, but with two as opposed to four. The
2: the coming and going part is does that make it a bit harder, like the or does it or maybe it makes it easier? Does it?
0: No, it makes us, it, it, it's lovely to have the company. I mean, you're yeah. always just glad when you hear the key in that door and somebody's walking in and I'm home and I'm here for a few days. I mean, it's always fantastic. Um, the older two have gone gone and, you know, their rooms have been repurposed and all of that. And that's a strange one when you actually start boxing up their stuff and saying, right, that's it, they're adults, they're gone. You know, that is a funny, yeah. a, a funny thing to have to do. And you put the boxes in the attic and you label it. And the younger two still have their dens fully intact. Yeah. And... Um, my youngest now will be heading to uh, America in the new year. She wants to go and work uh, in New York for a year. She's just finished her master's. So again, she'll be gone for a year and that'll be a big, big wrench. Mm-hmm. because She's the youngest. She's my daughter. We're very, very close and um, that'll be very hard and there'll be that distance. But I've none of them, and I've one son actually, my second son is in The Hague, but that doesn't feel like terribly far because it's only an hour away. But uh, I'm unlike other families who maybe have kids in Australia or somewhere, where, which is very far, and that's it is. very difficult yeah,
2: on it's... families.
0: And the concern is that they'll stay there, they'll meet the love of their life there, and your kids are going to be um, Australians. That must be really hard in a family. The,
2: the, you, you mentioned your youngest daughter. Um, do, how, do you prepare for that at all? Well, I've been talking
0: a lot about it with her, obviously, and we've been discussing what jobs she's going to have and where she's going to live, and you know. But I've no, I've no fears for her because she's a rock solid young woman, and I've no fears for her. Funnily enough, if the older three are uh, the boys, if one of them had been going off like that, I probably would be a little bit more concerned and I'm not being sexist here, but she's very together and focused. Yeah. The boys were always a little bit more haphazard about arranging things. You know, when, when she goes on a on a trip with her girls, I mean, I'll have her schedule in advance and I'll know exactly who she's traveling with and I'll have their what phone she's numbers doing, as well. Yeah. yeah. The boys now hell it's freeze over before they would do that. You know, it's funny. <laughs> They're
2: just different. It's very hard though and you know it's it's funny when you're on the opposite end of this and and you know you think your your parents are parents at home and actually it's weird because I find that it's not something that ever crosses my mind that oh god yes sure I've left and and I actually left at a very young age because I I went to boarding school for a period so I'm I'm gone for years from home like and and probably even earlier than a lot of my my other you know school friends um, would have as well and I, it's, it's something I never I don't think I've ever discussed this with my parents I don't think I've no, ever and, asked them about it and it
0: probably is something that you know even parents wouldn't want to discuss because you don't want to impose all your own angst on your kids yeah. they're, they're finding their way in the world and getting on with new housemates and getting on with a new college course or a new job or whatever it is they're doing. And the last thing they need to be worrying about, well, is Mam or dad lonely at home? I know so you don't impose that on them. You're always saying, Ah, oh, off you go. Have a great time and it's going to be fabulous and keep in touch and text me once in a while. You know, you, you, you play it down. You play it very light. Nice. But yes, of course, you really feel it.
2: Yeah, look, it's an interesting conversation to have. Maybe that'll be one for uh, the next evening. I'm (laughs) catching up with my mother, although I have a feeling she'd say she was probably delighted to see the back of me. But anyway, Um, listen, Orla, Sandra and Claire, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here on the programme today. This texter says, I never realised how much of my life actually focused around my children until they moved out. All of a sudden I realised I I'd no hobbies and no interests. Um, This listener on Twitter at Lunchtime Live NT says when you have your first grandchild the empty nest syndrome will dissolve if you happen to live near their parents, your children. You can have the grandkids over for the weekend or family dinner. Join a group that have similar interests plenty of things to do. More holidays as well if you can afford it, says this listener. 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us here on the programme today. We're going to be talking about the uh, the budget, the free school books for primaries